Hello there. Howdy. Hi. What's up? Not much. Well. Just got done running. Yep. And showering. Good run day. Showering's always good. Yeah. Solid. Well, scrub a dub dub. Yep. In the shower tub. That's right. Combo. Combo. Apartment life, am I right? Yep. So, uh, as the, the trend of 2020 has been going, another shitty week in terms of just current state of events. And uh, I don't want to get too much into the details. I'm specifically talking about the Louisville decision on the uh, Breonna Taylor case, which was terrible. Um, Again, just showing the injustice for black Americans and, you know, accountability is not being taken for things. And, uh, you know, I encourage you to do your own research into that whole situation. But, of course, the, the verdict was read and it was not favorable. So I thought, again, what we'd do maybe this week is just kind of shed some light on some other current events that might be positive and, and bring us, you know, into this episode on a positive note. Yeah. So, yeah. To keep on fighting the good fight. Yep. So speaking of fighting the good fight. Okay. Um, I don't have a whole lot of great things to say about this individual mm-hmm. because of his, his status. But, um, you know, Mike Bloomberg... Mm-hmm. You know, super billionaire guy who oh, ran for president, yeah. who spent just a an yep. absolute mega <laughs> fuck ton on his campaign. Yeah, uh, he decided to pay the fines of thirty two thousand felons in Florida, so they are able to vote. Wow! So good for you, Mike Bloomberg, putting that money to good use. Wow! And reading into it which was something that I wasn't aware of yeah. because I was like, oh, I thought that felons couldn't vote regardless. But yeah, um, so Florida passed a law in 2018 reinstating voting rights for felons that dictated that they could register only if they pay all fines, fees, and restitution, sometimes totaling more than like $1,000 owed to the government. Yeah. So what Mike Bloomberg did was what? like, I'm going to pay all these fines off so all these people can can vote. Yeah. What's interesting to me is like I'm thinking about that and I'm thinking about that law and I'm thinking about Florida and I'm thinking about just what Florida is to this nation. I'm thinking like, oh, wow, like that sounds like such a positive, like moving forward law. Like that sounds very progressive. Like what a what a great law. But then I'm also thinking about eh, they probably did it like so that it looks like a like they were doing something good but at the same time they did it with the intention of knowing that those felons would never be able to pay off those and that's fines. that's exactly it yeah. when you start reading the comments yeah. on things it's like you know exposing just how corrupt the system is exactly. where you know we're relying on billionaires to yep. make the government work for the lower class like they basically made these laws so that like lower class people in society who maybe have a troubled past yep can't vote because they can't put together that extra money to pay off those fines and that's the thing is like that's what i'm saying it's like it's funny when you first read it like oh florida passed this law and it's like oh wow that like gives a lot of hope it kind of sounds positive but you know the fucking assholes in florida were like "Eh, we're gonna do this because we know that they'll never be able to pay them off but at least that option is there because other states if you're a felon like you can't vote at all you don't have voter rights that's what i'm saying like haha on you florida like jokes on you yeah 
Go so, fuck yourself. Mike Bloomberg, good for you, man. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, moving right along. Next story for you. Um, this one. Me was, personally? It's for me? No, it's oh. not for you personally. It's, oh. for, it's for the listeners. The listeners. I got you. Okay. Um, you so, out there. Update on the uh, United States Postal Service stuff mm. and referring to mail-in elections yeah. and ballots yeah. and things like that. Yeah. Uh, a judge orders U.S. Postal Service to treat all election mail as first class or priority. So just like another you know, hurdling of that obstacle. Yeah that the Trump administration is trying to slow down yeah. you know, the Postal Service because of mail-in ballots. Now, judge has ruled that all mail pertaining to the elections is going to be considered priority of first-class mail. Yeah, well, which is nice, too, because they have also the tracking that you can put on your mail-in ballot. Yeah. Which is nice. Awesome. Yeah, so that was, uh, that was another positive thing going in the right direction. I thought that was mm-hmm. cool. And then uh, the last thing I have real quick, because we're trying to expedite this little prelude for this episode specifically. Sure. So the listeners out there get more riveting content of you mm. and I. Um, the last thing was a, a story out of Berkeley. So go mm. Berkeley. Yeah, go Bears. Yep, go Bears. Um, Berkeley is set to become the first U.S. city to ban junk food in grocery store checkout aisles. Wow, I fucking love you, Berkeley. I fucking love you. Yeah, so specifically um, in the article, they talk about, they're, they're talking about chips, chips and, and candy, candy that yeah. specifically yep. at the register yep. there, that they're going to eliminate that. Yep. Um, they're they're quoted God. saying, we're not saying you can't have these goods. We're just saying that they're not going to be right at eye level of your children when they walk into the store yep. and when you're waiting in that long line at checkout. Yep. So first city in yep. the U.S. to eliminate that stuff at uh, at the checkout aisle. So yeah, we just wanted to record this little prelude real quick for you guys because um, we have a lot of great content coming for you. Coming your way. Wah, 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 wah. Yep. So uh, this week was our first step into re-recording lost files that we mm-hmm. had in the, in the great disaster that was a few months ago in yeah. the beginning of this podcast. So if you haven't listened and you, you want to be up to date on what we're talking about, um, go back and listen to the Deal Breakers episode. We talk all about it for a hot second mm-hmm. about lost files. me being an idiot. Yeah. So Moving yeah, on. this was our first time uh, trying to re-record some of those episodes that were lost. And uh, so today we were talking about what? Enjoy. Yeah. This is going to be our first time re-recording an episode we haven't attempted we to, haven't done a re-record yet we haven't attempted to re-record anything that we lost yeah so if you guys um are new with us um and if you're not new with us welcome back if you're new with us welcome um if you're new you would miss that we mentioned in a previous episode that christopher babe here um accidentally deleted like three episodes we recorded idiot yeah i I deleted a few yeah Um, there was some that 
we kind of wanted to disappear because we weren't going to put them out there because they didn't end well. Whether that was because we were Basically, fighting, we fought, <laughs> or we, it, yeah, yeah. So there, there was maybe two episodes that would have been salvageable. Yeah, that we could have had out there, um, and then when I accidentally deleted all the files, those disappeared with it. So yeah, this is gonna be our first time re-recording. Yeah, and uh, so what are we gonna be re-recording? What are we gonna try? So we're talking today about drum, please. Strengths and weaknesses. Like my biceps are strong and my back's weak type of deal. I or? mean, that is probably going to come up in the conversation. Do you even lift? But no, more directly, strengths and weaknesses within a relationship. Um, being able to an- identify important strengths and weaknesses within a relationship. Uh, that'll kind of be like, part one of the episode um and then i guess like kind of our second half we are going to actually dive deeper into what we believe our personal strengths and weaknesses are and what we believe each other's yeah are so i i feel like in a relationship one that's healthy where there's good communication i think it's uh it's really important to be able to identify strengths and weaknesses that you and your partner may have yeah. So that you can better coexist and, and navigate. And really, I think it just allows you to be more efficient yeah. with how your day-to-day lives are you know, going about. Yeah. And I think a big thing with that is being able to essentially put stubbornness aside, put pridefulness aside, and actually be able to sit down and talk about hey, these are the important components within a relationship. This is what I believe I'm strong at. This is what I believe I'm weak at. And then like, how can we work together with that? You know? So we're talking like finances. We're talking like cooking, even like, yeah, cooking, cleaning, grocery shopping, um, planning trips for each other. I think sex and, you know, a bunch of other components. (laughs) Yeah. So I feel like. For example, like finances in our relationship. I feel like at the beginning of our relationship, we it was a very clear establishment. Like you were very strong at that. And not that I was like really weak at it, but it just you were clearly the like front runner. Yeah, I think specifically in our relationship when it came to finances, I had some experience, you know, managing my checking account and yeah. making sure that money was going to the appropriate places. So it was just a natural progression for me to take the lead on that. Yeah. Not to say that you weren't capable of yeah. doing it, but it, it it just made more sense. And yeah. same thing like when it when you bring up cooking, like I pretty much had zero experience cooking when we got together. So naturally, you with your background in cooking, that was something that you wanted to take the lead on. Yeah. And we identified where like at what point are we strong? in certain senses and yeah. other points where, you know, maybe not as strong. And yeah. I think had we had put our personal feelings in the way or like not being vulnerable to where we are weak in certain areas. Yeah. I think that's where a lot of arguments start to happen is when these roles are kind of established and not everybody's on board with where they align on those roles. Yeah, and I think that that a lot of times is where, um, like, again, pridefulness, stubbornness, and kind of like 
take over. And I think a lot of times, and again, just going back to finances real quick, I feel like so oftentimes, you know, you take just the example in the sense that most men feel like it is their role to be the breadwinner. Sure. You know, because that is a big societal pressure, like norm that like society kind of puts out there. I think more and more it's like slowly changing for sure, especially when you're just talking gender roles, you know, due to like life circumstances and just where each other are at with jobs and careers. But it's like, okay, maybe for like a significant period of time, you'll be the breadwinner. And then maybe life happens and then like, I'll be the breadwinner. And recognizing that both are okay and like both are valid. I I feel like it just goes right into like toxic masculinity with yeah. the whole gender roles of being the breadwinner and the man's supposed to be the one who provides like or that the woman has to cook yeah i I feel like in our relationship it just kind of worked out that way and i mean those lines are for sure blurred now yeah um but i think it was really important in the early stages to identify those things and have somebody not feel like they have all the responsibility on one end or you know just that normal tasks within a relationship are divvied out evenly and according to what you're good at. Yeah. Um, And again, as you're moving into the later stages of your relationship and those lines start to blur, like that's that's a a great natural progression to have to be able to really learn from your partner and, and get to dabble in those other aspects. Yeah, for sure. But going back to like the toxic masculinity type of thing of of the stereotypical gender roles like women having to be the ones who cook or men being the breadwinners it's like it's fucking 2020 like i feel like that's not a thing anymore well then how do you feel about like the men the man needing to be the one to propose the one that gets to make the final decision as to when the relationship gets to progress well i think that that is slowly starting to change like yeah Go back to 2003 or, you know, earlier in the 90s or something like it was completely unheard of for a woman to propose or. Yeah. Well, and I think back then a lot of relationships, it's amazing how it like that wasn't a conversation that was ever talked about. I think like you were just in a relationship and after so much time, that was just the natural like unspoken assumption like, okay, now we're going to move to marriage. And it's like. Because that's why you hear so many like old stories of like guys proposing, like literally feeling like they did not know what their girlfriend was going to say, yeah. you know, like, it's like, wait, what? I think it's How do you not know they're... if they're going to say yes or yeah. no? Like you should be at like an established part of your relationship, like have clear understandings. I think it's bullshit that there is this like divide where somebody might be in the dark as far as like the the relationship progressing forward. Yeah. Like it should be a, it should take two to tango yeah. to like make that decision. Like, okay, we're going to do open this. Communication. Yeah. yeah. Like I, the whole surprise proposal type stuff, there's still something to that when it comes yeah. to just being like, yeah, not knowing when it's going to happen. Yeah. And, and, uh, I can't think of the word I'm trying to look for, but there's something still to that in like the, that courtship and that charming, sure. like factor of that but no like there shouldn't be any surprise like that somebody was taking that step to proposing like it might be a surprise when it happens like for me and you we had been on the same page that we were gonna be engaged for a while like we originally went to the ring store together to like pick out your style of ring and stuff Mm -hmm. like 
you didn't necessarily know which year I was going to do it in because I really strung it along for a while. I sat on that ring for like two years, but like we already knew that our relationship had progressed in we were on the same page of moving forward into marriage. Can we just talk about real quick how fucked up that is to like string your desperate girlfriend who just wants so badly to be married to you stringer for two years can we talk about how fucked up it was about how many books i destroyed trying to keep hiding it and moving it from place to place look at my library why do i put up with you yeah i'm just saying like the fact that like there was two years of this like when's he gonna do it 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 for two years well i mean more, it was more like 10 years for me. But. I got to keep you on your toes. Uh, yeah, you Can't sh- just give you what you want. Sure do. But uh, I feel like we kind of got off track there. I don't know where <laughs> we we're going. Anyways, strengths and weaknesses. Oh, yeah. So I feel like in the beginning of the relationship, you were very strong at finances. You still are. You are still have been like the established, quote, lead for us in our family and our household. Um, you take care of, you know, paying the bills and managing the finances. But I think we can both agree that especially ever since like I started working for myself and I have to, you know, I have to manage finances and pay taxes and, you know, do all this stuff. Like I definitely have become a lot more, I think, responsible with money than I used to be when we were teenagers and we first started dating. I feel like in early stages of a relationship, it's much more important to have these clearly identified tasks that play into your strengths and weaknesses yeah. so that you can better coexist. Exactly. In, and better function together so that yeah. you can help one another in the best way possible. For sure. But like now in the later stages of relationships yeah. and marriage, now, like strengths and weaknesses, more even just play onto like those roles and divvying up tasks, yeah. you know, from our day to day lives. Yeah. Or not one person is stuck with everything where it's like, yeah. I have to cook. I also have to clean. Yeah. I do the finances. Yeah. And then, you know, my significant other sits on the couch and watches YouTube. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the official One Direction YouTube channel. Yeah. Like, that's not very fair. No, no. Like, once I learned how to cook. Yeah. I get in there and I feel like I cook probably not as often as you, but it used to be like a big deal if I cooked like one meal. Yeah. Like it was not yeah. even nine out of 10 times you'd be cooking. It was yeah. way more than that. Yeah. And now I feel like it's probably more like a 60 40 split. 30 70? Yeah. Yeah. I feel 20, like. 80? No, no, no. I, fe- I feel like 35 65. I feel like most of the time when we cook we do it together though. Yeah. So it's not even That's like true. I'm sitting here That's waiting true. for you to put dinner on the on yeah. the table for Which me. Which it used to be. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But like, now I get up I get up all in that. Yeah. You get all up on the cauliflower rice. I'm a great sous chef. You are. I'm a great chopper. Yeah. I know how to handle a knife. Yes, you do. Shush, shush, shush. Yeah, you've gotten a lot better at cooking. And it it definitely has helped, especially just the way that like life has progressed and kind of like where we're at in life and our jobs yeah. and stuff right now. And the fact that especially with COVID, you know, I was out of work for so long and then I was back and then I was out and now I'm back again. It's been really, really helpful on the days where like maybe I'm working a little bit later than usual and I would have yeah. come home and cooked and I would have been happy to do so. But, you know, you step up to do that and takes all that pressure off of me. So. It's just being able to do little things like that that I think go such a long way. Yeah. 
um, I feel like a lot of people, they're not correctly identifying where each other's strengths and weaknesses are. And it might get played off as like there's an incompatibility yeah. between the two of you. Yep. And I think that causes a lot of issues and maybe that's where certain relationships fall apart. Yeah. It, this goes like big time into like moving in and living together. Yeah. Uh, I can only imagine how that would go down for people who get married and then the first time that they're living together yeah. is like as a newly married couple trying yeah. to navigate those waters. Yeah. It's like there's so much value to moving in in understanding what those strengths and weaknesses are and being able to build like a good foundation yeah. of being able to coexist with each other yeah. and play off each other's strengths and weaknesses. Yeah, I feel like, you know, the first thing that comes to mind is I can't tell you how many women I know who like moved in with their boyfriends or their fiancés or shit, maybe even their husbands for the first time. And, you know, granted, you tend to be the exception to the rule, but the general rule is that men are messy. Clean your shit up. You're fucking messy. And like more times than not, I have heard so many women complain about like moving in with a guy and how he's so messy and blah, blah, blah. And they like, it's disgusting. They can't handle it. It's mm -hmm. like, you know, blah, blah, blah. And again, like, I think that that's where it comes in, where that can be misconstrued as like an incompatibility. Like they think they're like, oh, I just can't live with this. Yeah. But it's like, no, like recognize like, okay, that might be a weakness of his. That's going to be something that we can strive to work on in our relationship. It doesn't need to be an overnight fix. But okay, this is something that I'm strong at. And I will, I'll, I'll step up. I'll take leadership. I'll clean, you know, whatever. I think what you really have to evaluate when you're looking at something like that specific situation is maybe somebody in the relationship is messy but maybe you need to take a step back and think about all right maybe somebody else's the other significant other in this mm -hmm. situation maybe one of their strengths is organization hi i'm maria kondo i'm so excited to introduce my tidying course yeah and they can then address that problem of somebody being messy by using their strength of organization and eliminating things well, getting messy. Well, wouldn't you say like, would you say that like we kind of have a little bit of experience with that? Because I would say actually when we first started living together, like I was the messier one. And oh, for sure. You used to have a mountain <laughs> of clothes like that still carries over to our marriage is that our closet is part. That is not on me, though. That is not on me. That's not me. You do that shit. No. Yes. If there's clothes in the hamper that are clean because they haven't been put away yet, then we put clothes on the floor in the closet. Sure. But I grew up using a hamper. You grew up making a, a mountain of dirty clothes. <laughs> Look at the size of that thing. Like, you no, know that's 100% true. No, because I, gotten a, way better. because I was a lazy little kid. Like, it was just because I was a lazy little kid. Like. That's all that was. There used to be so many times, and this is, you've gotten a lot better at this. Yeah, over but the I years. think about when we first lived together. There used to be. I was messy. So many times where it's like empty hampers there, and clothes would be like thrown on the ground right next to it. It's like, why couldn't they just go right there? Why well, couldn't they go in can there? Can I tell you why? Yeah. <laughs> because I was a lazy motherfucker. It. I was like, I would put clothes on and then I'm a girl and I changed 17 times before I leave the house and I was too lazy to put clothes back up on the hanger, but then they weren't dirty. So I didn't want them in the dirty hamper because then I didn't want like to mix with your dirty, sweaty clothes from like yeah. work. And so I would just put them on the floor because I was like, I don't want to hang them right now. 
Yeah. But I feel like me today, like September 2020, I feel like I am way more clean, way more organized, like pretty much since quarantine, like I've I've established a new habit that I think will be a lifetime habit. I make the bed almost every single morning. Yeah. Um, I make sure the room is all picked up. If there are any clothes on the floor in the room, I go and put them either in the hamper or on the floor, depending if there's clean clothes in the hamper. We already established via a past podcast episode, we reorganized our entire closet. I came, got some new like organization. See, again, stuff. that might be a strength of yours is, is I love organizing, having that vision in organization yeah. Yeah. to really allow us to coexist better. Um, I'm trying to think though, you know, we kind of were stuck on the finances and the cooking. Those seem mm-hmm. to be like the big roles that are established in a relationship, like who does what. Yeah. Um, then probably third would be like cleaning yeah. and that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of other things that maybe are out there that could cause a rift in certain things well, I where think, you need to identify those strengths and weaknesses. I think sex is a huge one. Okay. Like I think that especially, you know, like I think. I like how you keep mentioning, especially in early stages of a relationship, um, just being able to recognize strengths and weaknesses within each other versus like incompatibility. Because yeah. again, like can kind of get mistaken for that. And so I think that a lot of times early stages in a relationship, when you're first having sex, a lot of times people jump to a conclusion that they are incompatible with sex, maybe because something's not quite as pleasurable to one person or whatever the situation may be. And a lot of times that's just a matter of recognizing what you're strong at, what you're weak at, communicating and working on it. I'm curious, what would be somebody's weakness in a relationship when it came to like sex, like a physical weakness or like where does the strengths and weakness play in that Dynamic. Yeah, so I think I think one just communication alone. Like you can have a strength in being able to communicate and you can have a weakness in being able to communicate, you know? So that I think is kind of number one. And then within that like physically within sex, like you can have someone who like I don't know, maybe technique isn't quite there. So it's like being able to communicate like what feels good, what doesn't feel good, maybe what can be tried differently. Holy crap, that hurts. Like what what are you what technique are you physically doing that does feel really good? And what technique are you maybe like, hey, don't do that? Like being able to communicate that. Well, I think that could be a strength and weakness like on both ends. Cause I feel like yeah. in like in the bedroom when it comes to sex and intimacy, like probably more than ninety percent of communication is nonverbal. Sure. And if there is a disconnect somewhere, I think it's a weakness on both part that there's not that gap to be bridged where it's like, yeah. all right, nonverbal communication isn't quite doing it yep. and expressing what I need. Yep. So somebody needs to be vulnerable for one yep. and, and speak up yeah. and let them know what you want. Oh, no, tell me what you want, what you really, really want. Absolutely. Probably at a later age when you know what you really want, like you probably will speak up. Um, but like if you're a young couple and you're just getting intimate with each other and starting to have sex like everybody's so afraid of of hurting somebody's feelings and they're not going to speak up because again toxic masculinity on the male side Mm -hmm. pride and ego yep get in the way of that if if you start criticizing something yep 
even though it could be constructive criticism yeah. that's going to heighten both of your guys's you know sexual experience yeah a lot of the times i feel like guys are going to take that as a a negative criticism yeah and then defensive you know, and yeah shut down yeah and i mean i mean if we're just being honest like really in the 12 years that we've been together i really feel like we only have really started to reach this like sexual peak of like true like fullest pleasure that both of us have experienced you know only in the last like year or two like our sex has always been good like I've always enjoyed myself I know you've always enjoyed yourself but like specifically within like the last year we've taken it to a whole new level and I think we got lucky because we still do not communicate like our everything is nonverbal. Like I I can't Yeah. I, I can only think of like a handful of times where you physically have said something. Yeah. And to me, like I'm I'm somebody who I feel like I can take criticism. Yeah. And I won't be offended by it. One thing the only thing that's gonna throw me off is if you start like laughing. That yeah. That kills the mood like no other, but that's just me. But if you were to like if I was doing something and you told me or to the right or yeah. whatever the case yeah. maybe you're more hands less hands or like thrust your hip up a little more yeah like yeah, i like would whatever i would appreciate that yeah because i think we're going to be working together instead yeah. of one agenda trying to get met and the other person's not meeting those expectations and that's exactly what sex should be it should be a couple working together to want to fully pleasure the other person right so this you shouldn't be going into it with the mindset of like wanting to get your own pleasure mm -hmm. if that makes sense yeah like so yeah having that open communication physically during it um if you can do that out loud verbally without it getting awkward and you can actually just take that and work with it and then like yeah increase both of your experience that's what you should be doing i think that we have always used nonverbal communication for the most part but i think it's been like that's what i'm saying is it's been a matter of you know almost 10 years yeah. of physically having sex together, using that body language and being able to um, learn it more and more and more and actually yeah. be able to understand it at a higher level. I mean, this doesn't go into everybody's relationship, but for me specifically, if you were to be vocal in the bedroom and like telling me what you wanted, yeah, I would find that very attractive because yeah. For me, like that shows that you're enthusiastic. It shows me that you're confident in what you're wanting. Yeah. And that's only going to heighten my senses as well. What else about strengths and weaknesses? I feel like we're, we haven't really gotten into anything specifically. I feel like we've gotten into tons of specifics. Sure. But I, I feel unsatisfied with trying to explain importances of identifying those strengths and weaknesses and i i'm i'm drawing a blank when it comes to giving proper examples like for sure finance is easy to talk about cooking easy to talk about yeah and i mean even but even you know if you want to give another example to like the finance situation like i mean I don't know. We talked about how like sometimes you're the breadwinner. Sometimes I'm the breadwinner, like recognizing that that's okay. Like you're also recognizing that your strengths and weaknesses may kind of interchange at different times in your relationship. Sure. You know, like 
I think that's an important thing to take note of. Like, oh, maybe this is something that I was really strong at, you know, in the first three years of our relationship. But now you've kind of grown to take over that strength. Let me step back. And also, I think that's also the communication and recognition that needs to happen is recognizing like, oh, let me step back from this because you're shining at it. So let me let you take the lead where is necessary. You know what I mean? If somebody is shining in that moment, even if it's like typically you're the one who is taking charge and the lead in that situation, but your your partner is stepping up and really like making an effort. Like I think that should be you should hear them out and let them kind of ride that out. Yeah, definitely. I think you'll you'll learn a lot of different things and see things from a different perspective than maybe you were intending. And if you can allow yourself to be put in that position and not take offense to that, then great. Yeah. Letting like recognizing each other's moments of, of opportunity to shine. Yeah. You know, and being able to step back and say, I'm going to let you take this one, you know? Totally. Yeah. Should we uh, take a break? Yeah, let's take a break. All right. Hey, look at us. Hey, look at us. A little little break. We'll take a little break and uh, we'll come back. And when we when we come back, we're going to dive a little bit deeper into what we believe our personal strengths and weaknesses are. um, If we agree with each other and then what we think each other's strengths and weaknesses are. Um, Stay tuned. Yep, we're back. Okay, so I have a question for you before we get into this. Yeah. So you're looking at your notes, right? From yep. like what you had. Mm-hmm. So you have the same notes from the original episode we recorded. Yep. As do I. Yep. Now when you read over your notes, do you, even though it wasn't that long ago, but it was, you know, it's probably been like two months or so, do you stand by the things you wrote down? For me or for you? For both. Um, I mean, yeah. Before we were going into this, I was like, oh, is this going to have the same appeal trying to re-record this? Because originally, when we had done this part, we separated and we wrote down each other's strengths and weaknesses and we got back together. Yeah. And then you told me what my strengths and weaknesses were from your perspective and and vice versa. Sure. And I can't remember what you had written down about me. So I think it'll still come off as as pretty authentic. Yeah, and I actually don't remember what you wrote down about me. I remember one, I think. But, like, do you remember what I wrote down about myself? No. Wow. Okay, yeah, I think this will be great then. Yeah. Uh, As far as do I still stand by what I wrote about you? Like, yeah. Yeah. Totally. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You got that crack in your door, though. We're trying to make progress, but, Mm -hmm. I mean, there's still some things that can always continue to be improved upon. Threesome's not going to happen, babe. Ah, oh, shucks. That's not what I'm asking. <laughs> Just kidding. Anyways. I mean, so I'm how not do you wanna, kidding. But how do you want to do this? Maybe we should end on strengths. Because that's like ending on a positive. You there know? you go. Like, All right, so yeah, let's, let's just... start with the weaknesses. Let's just get fucking super down right now. Yeah! And talk about why we suck. Yeah, why we're so fucking weak. Why we can't get through an episode without yelling at each other no that's not true we get through plenty of episodes all right so let's tell each other why we suck okay 
You can go first. You want me to go first? Sure. Okay. I said my weaknesses were that I am... Okay, so I don't stand by all three of the ones that I wrote originally. Because I think I have grown a lot on one of these. Okay. In the last, like, two or three months. Wow. From the time we recorded it the first time. Okay. So I wrote that I'm stubborn, that I stand by. I can be very stubborn. I can be very impatient. Mm -hmm. And then I said that I was gullible. And I feel like I'm not so much of that. The gullible part? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I feel like I've grown tremendously on not being gullible, not believing everything that everyone says, no matter who they are in my life. And I think this podcast has been an opportunity for self-reflection on on both of our parts on a lot of things. And for sure, I think that aspect, like you've just been continually progressing and doing things for you and coming up with how you feel because that's truly how you feel and not letting outside influence really sway you one way or the other. Yeah. And I think, yeah, that does go into the gullible thing. Yeah. So good for you. You go, Glenn Coco. Wow. Thanks, babe. So, okay. So tell me what you think my weaknesses are. Uh, Your weaknesses, and I still stand by all three of these. Okay. And I, I did even write a fourth one in there just for fun. Great. Um, um, but that fourth one, maybe not so much. Um, for you and your weaknesses, first one I wrote down here, which I still feel like is problematic at times, is you not allowing others to help you. Yeah, that, and goes, I don't know, in, that goes into me being stubborn. Yeah, I, I just said that. I don't know if that's a prideful thing, but like specifically in the kitchen, I remember writing this down. It's like yep. if I was making the gesture and the effort to come help you in the kitchen, you never take my help or like anything. Like if we're driving and you're trying to do something on your phone, a lot of the times it becomes an issue when I offer to help you and do it for you, you know, safety and all, but you're still (laughs) stubborn in the fact that like, no, I could do it. Yeah. Uh, So for sure there's that. Yeah. I need to work on that. Absolutely. Another thing I said was that you're impatient. Yep, I said that too. Yeah, so I definitely agree with that. <laughs> yep. Uh, although, I'll put a little asterisk next to that because like, your patience was super short. Yeah. And specifically... I didn't have any. Yeah, I mean, that's the Irish in you. For yeah. sure. Um, but you've made significant strides in being flexible on certain things, and I think that goes into your, your level of patience has mm-hmm. increased. Um, and then the last thing... I wrote admitting fault. I don't remember why I specifically wrote this one down because I feel like you think that's a weakness of mine that I can't admit my fault. Yeah, I think we both equally don't admit fault as much as we should, but I don't know if I believe that one as much, which is weird now that we're recording this because people are going to be like, well, why, why are you talking about it if that's not what you feel? Again, we wrote these a while yeah. back yeah. and reflecting on it, I wouldn't say that that is a huge thing. I'd rather swap that out with this other one I wrote in here, which was um, communication. And and I say that in a sense that, like, I would wish that you would communicate what you want more instead mm-hmm. of, like, again, not even in a sexual capacity, but 
nonverbal communication. I feel like your body language might say what you're wanting mm-hmm. when I might need you to just communicate and verbally yeah. tell me yeah. what you're wanting. Yeah. But I feel like that is such a tricky gray area because I feel like a lot of times that can tie into like how you want to offer me help. And I will specifically tell you, like, get the fuck out of the kitchen. I don't want your help. I don't want you anywhere near this preparation. And in my head, I'm like, I'm communicating that. I am telling you what I honestly want. And that drives you fucking nuts. Yeah, those two weaknesses are playing (laughs) off of each other. And it's like, you can't break through on them. So yeah. So am I supposed to go into my weaknesses? Yeah. And then you'll go into reaffirming why I suck. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, perfect. Well, I think this is just going to be a field day for you. Okay. So uh, a weakness of mine in no particular order, Mm -hmm. because again, I didn't reflect on a lot of these since they were written Mm -hmm. a few months ago in whatever whatever mindset I was in back then. Yeah. But uh, I wrote down decision making. Yeah. I think. I think you've gotten a lot better at that. I feel like it's a it's a thin line because like anything that doesn't matter, that's not important mm-hmm. when it comes to decision making, I can't make easy decisions. But let me tell you why I think you're not giving yourself enough credit, because, again, it's amazing how much growth can happen in just a couple of months. And sure. if anything, that's what I'm really experiencing from this episode is kind of now actually being able from like an outside perspective looking in. I'm actually witnessing strength that we both um have a like growth that we both have occurred yeah over this time um but i feel like ever since we recorded the love language episode and i communicated that a big love language for me something that like i really like was kind of my outside love language that i communicate well to is when you just like take initiative And so I feel like a lot lately, it feels like you've been doing that. And that kind of plays into making decisions on things because you're just taking the initiative on things. I think one of my strengths that I do have. We're um, not talking strengths right now. Don't say it. This one's not even written down in there. So this is like a sidebar. I feel like this strength plays into my weakness of decision making. I feel like I'm an extremely patient person. Yeah. And I don't speak up on mundane things or things that may not seem as important because I'm being really patient and yeah. like considerate to whatever. And I'm like, oh, I just want to do what you want to do. Yeah. But maybe I'm becoming more of an asshole. I'm getting more burnt out on things and my patience is shrinking. So now I'm just making more impulsive decisions like we're going to do this. I don't think that that is you being an asshole. I think that that is personal growth. I think that that is something that you are experiencing was a weakness of yours at one point and you have slowly gained strength in that. I don't think that's you being an asshole at all. We going back to my weaknesses? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I remember this one and I still stand by this one and I, I would like to keep improving on this was idea considerations of you. So most of the time when there's something that is presented, um, whether that is something that we would like to do or somebody shows interest in, usually it's me kind of convincing you to like, let's start watching this TV show or let's go do this. I would like to facilitate you in 
considerations of new ideas and doing new things. That's exactly a big problem that we have is usually anything that I'm suggesting, and it typically has to do with like media or of some sort, my suggestions don't get taken seriously. I remember this is where we started fighting the last no, time we recorded this. No, we weren't fighting. Well, we no. both agree on that. Yeah, but I remember bringing up the point is like a weakness that you have. And it's just it's just the way that you communicate to me is. Yes. Whenever I'm showing you something new or I'm interested in something, I do a lot of research and I present that research to you to get you equally enthusiastic and excited about it. And I don't I feel like I don't get that in return. So that's where I'm I was going yeah. with, with this. Yeah. And not to like be like a, a backhanded. That's know, exactly what comment. you're doing. That's exactly what you're doing. <laughs> I will have you know. But it's like You're saying this is my weakness, but actually it's my weakness because it's kind of your fault. <laughs> that's basically what you're saying. So let's just take a step to have you self-reflect on that for a minute. No, I get I get that, but regardless. I'm telling you about your weaknesses. Or wait, no. no. What am I doing? No, that's exactly what you're trying to do. But we already went over that. So now you're these are my weaknesses. You're trying to okay. walk around your weakness by putting okay. more weakness on me. Well, stupid. The last one I know we both can agree to. And that's that's admitting fault on my end. Weakness I have. Saying I'm sorry. Um, and yeah, I, I am stubborn with that. Because it's just so hard to admit that you're wrong when you're not. I'm just kidding. Asshole. Major asshole. You guys, he's kind of not, though. Like, this yeah, is I'm the kind issue. Yeah, I'm kind of not, but, like, regardless, <laughs> that, is the, that is the issue that you need to overcome regardless if you're right or you're wrong. Like, if you truly believe that you're right and the, your significant other is clearly distraught about something, you need to be the bigger person and admit fault even when you don't believe you don't that. say is is that how it works personal growth babe wow babe amazing yeah. who, who taught you that i don't know but i vowed it to you so <laughs> all right let's get on to the positive um, no, I still get to tell you your weaknesses that I wrote about you. Stop trying to skip over your weaknesses. Well, we kept getting off track. I don't remember. <laughs> so can I tell you why you suck now? I felt like you already did that. I but, never did. Okay, well, come on. Let's let's bring it on in. You no, know, like I embraced my weaknesses, yeah. but you're just like, you're weak. Oh, wait. Yeah, we're talking about your weaknesses. And I was like, no, we're talking about your weaknesses, babe. And you're like, oh, shit. And then you're like, okay, let's get to strengths. And I was like, no, like I still need to tell you your weaknesses. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> All right. Unapologetic and stubborn. Done. Mm-hmm. We already Check. admitted that. Um, see, in this one, you've already worked on since we, since we've recorded, I said lack of spontaneity. There you go. You totally were like, you're right, babe. That's a weakness. That's something you're totally strong in now, at least for now. (laughs) Um, you think you're always right. That goes back into your first point. You can't double down on the weakness. No, that's not a double down. Just because you think you're always right doesn't necessarily make it a situation where like an apology is necessary. I feel like those go hand in hand. They a lot of times go hand in hand, but not always. Um, And you, I said, and I still stand by this. You can't sit still 
when watching something that I've picked. Mm, I remember now it's really coming back to me why this this whole episode got lost on purpose. No, it did not get lost on purpose. I remember we ended this episode great because we actually talked it out like on the mics and yeah. like we actually we this was like a big personal growth yeah. episode. Like we, yeah. we fucking we Again, killed it. Remember we though, it. it came down to communication. So yeah. real quick, the backstory and correct me if I'm wrong here was that last point that you're you were making was you showed me we were watching the Taylor Swift documentary. And I didn't take it seriously because I didn't know that you were wanting me to watch it in a serious manner because it was a Taylor Swift documentary. And you didn't communicate that enthusiasm to me that this was something that you were wanting me to give my full attention to. And that was just a miscommunication because once I got there on my own, um, you know, I valued those things that were in there and I would have gotten there one way or the other, but you were really upset at me because I didn't start on that same page as you. So it took me almost half the documentary to get to that level of really respecting what was being shown. Because again, like going into a Taylor Swift documentary, I didn't know I was going to be getting something more out of it. Or there was, you know, this other whole aspect. It was specifically important to you. So that's how I remember it. Couple points. That is a specific example. I made this point as a weakness because I wasn't talking about just the Taylor Swift documentary. I'm literally making a point that whenever we're watching anything that I pick out to watch, it's like it doesn't have your attention. And and again, because we've already recorded this episode, we've already communicated some miscommunication things. But you know how I, to get I, my attention now. Well, yes. You need to speak my uh, language. Can I finish <laughs> speaking, please? Yeah. Because I, I peacefully sat back here. I let you go on your whole defense, and that was beautiful. So this is my turn to speak. Yeah. Okay. Typically, when I am showing you something, it's because I've already seen it. I'm not about to sit down and ask you to watch something that I know you're going to have no interest in, that I that I truly don't believe you're going to get anything out of. And so for me, it's like, if I'm showing you something, like you can damn well know that it's because I take it seriously, because it either meant something to me and I really believe you're going to get something out of it too. And I want to like truly share that with you. I would just hope that you've learned that the way that I communicate when showing you something is because I've already done the homework. I've already done the the back leg. Yeah. And I and I take it seriously from like yeah. I'm not going to show you something that I'm not taking seriously. I think you give me too much credit that I'm going to pick up on the things that were important to you. Again, it's it's the it's the lack of attention, you know, like you're constantly moving, you're constantly looking at me or you know, it's like it doesn't have your full attention until it finally does. And it's like, it just feels like a little bit of a slap in my face because I just feel like anytime I'm watching something like you want to watch, I make an effort to like give it my all. I feel like it's it's not fair to rehash this yeah. argument out because there was a lot of things that played into that initial argument. Now yeah. we're like, like reopening these wounds, but we don't yeah. have all the facts anymore and things are like, 
forgotten and i just don't think it's fair no but so I, I think i think, I think we think should we've... move past that and say i i i learned yeah. after that first recording yeah like where those faults were For and sure. i expressed to you why i had the mindset going into that specific documentary that i did yeah i think we need to yeah again look at that. again my thing wasn't with that documentary yeah. though my thing was just completely in general but it got yeah. serious last time. <laughs> and I don't want to go down that route again when we've yeah. already hashed that out. Well, it also got serious last time because I was like, literally started Shark Week. Shark Week. There's still a lot you don't know. And I was like super emotional. And I was like all across the board. And it was like a yeah. shit show of like, it was actually like, it was like a shit show. But it was also, there was like a lot of great golden moments yeah. in that original recording that we'll unfortunately never get back. Yeah. Well, let us end on a positive note yeah, here. Yeah, absolutely. And start talking about each other's strengths so we can just put a bow on this episode. Yeah. Finally release it. Get over the hump of redoing this. See and, why I uh, thought that was on. a good idea to do that? what to do our strengths last oh yeah totally yeah. if we if we had done it the opposite way the first time <laughs> yeah we were just ending on a low point yeah so yeah yeah let's let's end on the high point let's end on the high um yeah okay do you want me to tell you what what i think you're so great about sure okay let me have it honey roast this isn't on there but i do feel like compassionate lover like absolutely that needed to be on there <laughs> Um, okay, I said, and again, these are in no particular order. I said that you were level-headed slash calculated. And I think that that is a very strong strength of yours. You're so good at being able to think of something so rationally and like calculate it like out to the future to know whether or not like it's a good idea or not, you know? Mm. Um, so you're just super great at that. Thanks for that. Um, I said IT slash researcher, and this might sound like like a stupid one, but it for me it's a big thing that I appreciate about you. I think that plays into our strengths and weaknesses. Like you are like that is that is such a strength of yours. Like you're so good at like researching things. Like you know whether it was you know when we went on our trip to Seattle or anytime we go backpacking, like. I know that like I could find like stuff like I could find trails or I could find what but it's just not my strength like that is your thing you're so good at it you're able to beautifully plan things for us in that sense and it's something that I'm so grateful for um and then even like you know like when we went to Vegas one of the first times together, like you found what is now our favorite restaurant of all time because of your like amazing research skills, you yeah. know, found a restaurant that's off the strip and like kind of tucked away and it's amazing. Um, and then lastly, I said you are a patient beyond belief. So it's definitely something that we both agree on. You have the most patience of anyone that I've ever met in my entire life. And I know that life circumstances are, you know, probably feeling like they are wearing thin at times on that patience level, but you continue to amaze me and you continue to have just the most 
beautiful patience. And it's something that I very much not only recognize as a strength, but I admire tremendously. Right on. Was that was that hard for you to hear? Like no. such compliments? No. You f- I feel like you had no reaction to that. <laughs> like you, you're like cold inside. Like you're like, great, thanks. Moving on. The most likely reason of all may have been that his heart was two sizes too small. Um, <laughs> so some strengths that I wrote for you was again it goes into that compassion but uh just the support specifically that you have for me and whether that's you know putting me first and just supporting my my career goals supporting the things that come up that might be just little projects that I get into that I'm constantly like oh I'm going to get into this or I'm going to get into that like you're always constantly supporting those endeavors of mine. That that's a big strength that you have. Thanks, babe. Your vision, specifically with like aesthetics, is is a huge strength that you have that plays off of the weakness that I really have. Cause like mm-hmm. you see things in a totally different way and you've you've totally changed my mindset when it comes to design aesthetics or yeah. you know how we go about putting those things into place. So that that's that's a big strength for you. Um and then the last thing that I wrote was uh that you don't hold on to grudges. And it's something that I really appreciate. Like even if we do get into a big argument, like we can wake up the next morning and it it won't even you won't hold that argument against me like in the future. Yeah. I feel like yours was so much better. Like all your strengths of me, it was very sincere and heartwarming. And mine were all stupid. No, yours but I didn't write these right now. So your, yours aren't stupid. I just feel like you're you're a little shy to like elaborate, but that's okay. I have, I, I I have kn- problems with, with with feelings. Yeah, you know? I know. Emotions yeah. don't come easy. I know. For me, I know. But you know, if I were to just go off the cuff and say the strengths that you have, like no. we'll do it live. You have the biggest heart more than like anybody I've ever met. And it's like you're the perfect yin to my yang, you know? Like where I lack things, you excel in things. Like I'm not the most compassionate person and I don't express my emotions a lot. And you are extremely compassionate with a lot of things. And you're not as cold as you know I am (laughs) on, on certain things for sure. And I've always admired that most about you and that aspect that you have. Because, again, it plays right into the weakness that I have. Yeah. And you, together, we are whole. But and it, Warm and it, water, baby. It, it, it is so true, though, because I feel like we've talked about this. Like, I feel like that is a strength that I do believe that I have as well. And I recognize that. But I also have recognized several times where it has also countered as a weakness of mine and then i feel like sometimes your like weakness of feeling like you're not super like in touch or compassionate or or whatever i've recognized times where like that actually has played into being a strength for you you know like or for us yeah it depends on the situation yeah you know and anything to an extreme can be looked at as a negative yeah and vice versa yeah 
So I feel like we've recognized that there's been a lot of times where because I do have this big overflowing heart that I just care so much about things and people that a lot of times um, I unfortunately like that gets taken advantage of, you know? Yeah. But I think I've, I'm learning. I'm like, yeah. Going back to, to our last episode, personal growth. Yeah. We're identifying, we're keeping a crack in that door and we're, we're becoming better because of it. Yeah. Yeah. Go us. Go. I was just going to say that. Go us. Yeah. Love you, babe. I love you, babe. Aww. We right, gotta guys. cook dinner. Oh yeah, we gotta cook dinner. Um, I just want to say thank you so much for listening. If you've made it this far, again, here's to you. You are the true champions. All seven of you. All three of you. Um, you guys, it's been real again. Please hit us up on MySpace or. <laughs> no, don't go there. Nobody's there. <laughs> that was a Freudian slip. Um, hit us up on Instagram on the DMs, MySpace with you podcast. If there's anything that, you know, stood out to you, you want us to elaborate on, or maybe uh, an opinion you had, we'd love to hear it. Um, and yeah, go over to Apple podcasts, leave us a review, let us know what you think, how we're doing. We'd so greatly appreciate it. Smash that subscribe button. Oh, totally. Do it, Do it bros. Um, till next yeah, time. Till next time. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, guys. Bye. So sweet.